Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering the air I breathe. With special guest, Justin Campbell. episode starting um do you ever think a caterpillar knows what it's gonna grow into put down the gun <laughs> put down, put down the gun <laughs> put down the gun oh no drop the bag he's dying i need the blood the snake there's a snake <laughs> why do you think they call me fingers <laughs> oh man i can't breathe Cause it's the, the air, air I breathe. breathe. <laughs> I I live for these moments. <laughs> that was that was my favorite part about listening back to all the podcasts is right. just the little bits you guys have at the beginning. That's what gives me life. I know. It's, it's we always have to find the sweatiest way to get into the movie. Mm-hmm. Because we're not, we're not going to be some bullshit-ass podcast that just starts something like, Hi, guys. This week we're talking about this. No, we got to find the sweatiest possible way to get into it. Well, and uh, thank you. I remember our uh, the quiet I, I American, just, I just quiet listened. American. She was the quiet. I just American. listened to our Looney Tunes uh, back in action episode, and that would so unhinge because we keep doing the. Oh, you mean person. don't you mean our Bane episode? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> with, with a little bit of discussion about Looney Tunes, back we mostly just do the Bane impression for mm-hmm. an hour and a half. I think my- with those survivors. <laughs> Alright, alright. No more bang. <laughs> we have to end the pain bit. I'm stopping it before it gets any further. Thank Damn. you very much for joining us for the 2007 uh Motion Picture of the Air I Breathe. Jai Ho Lee, is that how you would pronounce I, it? Yes, or I believe so. Lee? I just want to say this new energy we have it's warm in Chicago, folks, for the first it, time in months. It is warm. If we in see him renewed, that is why. Except that it's going to snow on Monday. Yeah, it's going to snow on Monday. It's no, no, dang- no, that's a myth. That's a myth. <laughs> I don't believe it. It's some dang ass bullshit. It's it's some dang ass bullshit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, we're talking about the air I breathe. Um Um the 2007 hit film. <laughs> uh, hit film. <laughs> dire- film hit me. Um, directed by Jai Ho Lee. It was a ma- it was a big success. <laughs> Everyone saw <laughs> it. Everyone liked it. It's very uh, popular in uh, Madagascar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, specifically by that that funny lemur played by Sacha Baron Cohen. <laughs> It's King Julian. King Julian. <laughs> is that what we're doing now? <laughs> it, but yes, it is warm out in Chicago. and uh, You know what's really disrespectful about the poster for this movie? Uh, what? What's disrespectful? So this movie is four... It's like a series of four vignettes that tie together. Mm-hmm. And the four guys who the... Or characters who the vignettes are about are Forrest Whitaker, Brennan Fraser, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. The poster for this movie is Forrest Whitaker... Brennan Fraser, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Andy Garcia. Why now, is Andy Garcia? Andy Garcia is in more of the movie than Kevin Bacon. Yeah, absolutely. But, but he's, he's not, not one of the four leads. He's right. the bad guy. I, you know, maybe Kevin was like a surprise. You know, they wanted to focus You're on... You're talking about this poster, right? Yes. Okay, the one with the the gun and the butterfly. Yeah, is Kevin... Oh, Kevin Bacon is first build on this poster. He is first build. He's not on, on it. it. What is going on? Uh, 
Thank you for joining us, by the way, Justin. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Man. Uh, joining for the first time, Justin Campbell. I'm hey, I'm here to join the Tilly Club. A long the Tilly Club. The Tilly Club. Jeez, Tilly you hear Club. that, Mark Tilly? Oh boy, he's coming for <laughs> your title. Coming. I got one down. There's <laughs> six more to go. <laughs> Justin, um, big Brennan Fraser fan. Love him. Uh, let's before we get into the movie, oh, let's get a little into your Brendan experience. Okay, um, and your experience with this movie. My experience with this movie is going to be an interesting, quick story. But uh, you know, I grew up watching the Mummy like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But that was like my comfort film, ironically enough. Yeah. Um, the air I breathe. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> every you know, every time I feel stressed, I just throw that on and I just center myself. Right. It really just it hits home. Yeah. But um, no. So it started with the Mummy, and then I got the action figures that came out during when the Mummy came out. I dressed nice. up as Emotep for Halloween one year. So you just did not wear clothes. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just had like a toilet paper loincloth, and that was about where I called it. But you know, nice. it's it styled from like George of the Jungle, Monkey Bone, and then. You know, he disappeared for a while, and at the time, I didn't know what happened. And then he started making a comeback, and I'm glad that Brendan Fraser is back. Yes, I am. That's fantastic to mm -hmm. hear. How does your connection to this movie come into play? So, <laughs> this is a little quick. Um, so my my partner and I, Savannah, she was on an episode previously with you well, guys. Savannah, I know we know Savannah. Yeah. Blast from the past. Well, you know what Savannah. A, what yeah. a blast from the past to mention. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's good. Um, it's good, Jeff. We were we were at Target, and we were as found, one does as one as usually people go to, and yeah. there was like those five dollar movie bins. Yeah, and uh, you know, I looked at her. And I was like, "Do you want to do that stupid little cute thing where you you grab a DVD and whatever one you grab, you keep?" And she's like, "Sure." So she picks one out. She goes, "Do I have to keep this one?" No, go ahead. So she grabs hers, <clears throat> and then I'm like, I've reached like as far bottom as I can get. Like I hit the edge of the container, and I pull one out, and it's the air I breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm like, the air I breathe, what the hell is this? And I see Brendan Fraser, and all I have to do is make eye contact with Savannah, and she, we're both like, we have to keep it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you so simply got it. It sits on my shelf, and that's when you guys text me, like, hey, here's what episodes we have open. Which one do you want to do? And I'm scanning. And I see the air I breathe, and I look at the DVD, and I look back, and I'm like, "Well, now I have to watch it." <laughs> yeah, I got to watch it. Talk about this. So that's that's the connection to the air <laughs> I breathe. That's why you're here. Was just pure happenstance. <laughs> you had this love, deep childhood connection to Brendan <laughs> Fraser <laughs> with the Mummy and George the Jungle Monkey Bone, but the movie that he gets to cover is the air I breathe. I know because that was my favorite. Because I'm like, you know, I'm looking through it, and I go, "Oh, the Mummy's taken." Okay, that's fine. That makes sense. The Mummy returns. Okay, that's fine. Well, the, no one's taken Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Oh, it's taken. Okay. By um, two people. <laughs> by two people. So, yeah, here I am. We did it. <laughs> we, we landed did it. on the bottom moon, of boy. the shelf guest here. <laughs> <laughs> Scrubbing the bottom of the barrel. Everybody else was busy. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> literal bottom of the barrel episode. Justin, you, you give us hope that we can have more guests in the middle period. <laughs> that there's someone out there who will mark down for extraordinary measures. <laughs> if I have to, to get my numbers up, I will. Stuart, the extraordinary measures episode is just going to be me talking about Harrison Ford. What it, are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, that episode is open. Like, we don't have a guest slated for I'm the guest. Today's guest. It's gonna be Jeff Sweet. It's gonna be you, and then in the middle of the episode, it's gonna be like, "Who is that?" Harrison. All right. Oh, oh my, my God, Harrison! Lane. 
How was your time on extraordinary? I'm just doing the Jeff bit yeah. that he does. Like, how was your time on extraordinary measures? It was extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> was it a measurable experience? Yeah. Oh. I don't remember it much. Okay. You don't remember much. I don't remember much about that time. Do you remember much about Brendan? <laughs> I, can't, I can't waste my material. I was going to say, it is, we are kind of using all the material. We're recording now. that episode fairly soon, but... We are. It's coming yeah. up. Uh, the date for that is not set. That's a tentative thing. We'll talk about it. Mm. Um, yeah, it is. 26th. Yeah. It's like, when we record it. We'll talk about that. That's a, that's oh, something shit. I put. That's a, <laughs> no. He's got something planned for this no, one. That's, a pl- <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> I put a placeholder date in. Because I need to confirm an actual date with you. Because it's not our usual schedule. Because of a thing we're doing that Jeff, weekend. You never have to confirm a date with me. Because we're doing something that weekend that will prevent us from recording that weekend. Oh, right. So we have to pick a weekday. Doing D&D that weekend, aren't we? No, we're going on a bachelor party. Oh, that's right. Oops. For who? So, for me. Oh, you're getting married? Yeah. Just getting married on the show. All right. But no, we have to. I just put a tentative week date in. We just have to confirm the week date. What if we record it during the bachelor party? Oh, what it, if we did? It, everybody's the guest. <laughs> All twenty people. It's a live watch of a, of that movie at the bachelor party. Uh, a live watch of GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my right. god. So okay, the air I breathe. The air I breathe. Uh, Justin, thank you for your bottom of the barrel experience with this movie. <laughs> Glad to be the bottom of the barrel for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're checking back in with Brendan. We're checking back in. Last movie we covered in the show uh, was The Last Time, uh, yes. a little double-hander with Michael Keaton. I just feel so much more energetic today. Um, it's warm outside. It is warm outside. You don't have to wear 500 layers to go grab the mail anymore. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> for me, you just have to put 500 layers of sunscreen on. That's about yeah. it. Right. But but the area we're in with Brendan right now is he's on the downswing as a movie star uh, due to a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his big successes outside of The Mummy have not worked. Monkey Bone Bedazzled, uh, Looney Tunes. We've had a lot of flops going on. Uh, mega star and mega movies, yeah, and then all of his performances in smaller movies, um, your your Quiet Americans, your Crashes, your Last Times, Journey to the End of Nights, have either been movies that nobody saw, uh, they just didn't connect, they didn't have any you know impact, um, or they're movies where someone else you know got all the praise for the movie, yeah, like the Quiet <laughs> American, that's the Michael Mark Kane movie, or um, Gods and Monsters, that's the Ian McKellen movie, yeah. Um, and so he's kind of just, you know, he's gotten the short end of the stick in a lot of ways in his movies that he's been in, in addition to the fact that he's dealing with a lot of personal issues at this time. Right. Um, his back is heavily injured during production of the first two Mummy movies and, you know, your Looney Tunes and whatnot. Uh, so he's going through a lot of reconstructive surgery on his back. During this time period? During this time is when it starts. Oh, wow. Oh, he doesn't okay. really go hard into it until after, like, uh, Mummy 3. Because next week we'll talk about Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yes. Which, that is a very active movie for yes. him. Yes. But this is when he's starting to, like, suffer from the injuries. So he's a little less limber than he used to be. Um, he's talked about this a lot on the, the press tour for The Whale, but he's, like, put on a little bit of weight at this time. And that's not a judgment. It's just something that happens. Um, in addition, he's also reeling from his sexual assault in 2003 by the head of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Yeah. Um, in addition, he's also just had two kids. 
And in two years from now, he's going to get a divorce yes. from his current spouse. Oh. So he's having after a... two years of legal battles. Yes. So the, right now begins yeah. like the tumultuous yeah. relationship between these two. So this guy who we've been following, he's this is I would say probably the worst point in his life. Um, I don't want to speak for him, but yeah. in regards to what we can experience, things just aren't working for him. Yeah. Um, but I think the three the three year gap two thousand seven two thousand nine is like bottom yeah. bottom. But the two things that he remains through all this are a consummate artist. Um, he still like puts the work into his into his movies. Yeah, and he's also a consummate yes man. Yeah, like he'll. I'm not gonna say he'll do anything, uh, because I'm sure he you know he has a sense of taste, but he'll he'll do a lot like a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Just like trying a lot of things, he's like that sounds great. I'd love to do that. Yeah, because he's you know known as a very nice guy, very agreeable, and he's looking for work. He's looking for what's going to make his what's going to start the second act of his career. Yeah, and that's where we find this movie, um, the air. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about this. Uh, movie. After that kind of depressing, you know, Brendan recap. Let's talk about this. Movie. Let's talk about the the, the, the making joyous, of this movie. happy film known Not as a... the air I breathe. So this movie uh, directed by. Uh, Jiho Lee, uh, who's a filmmaker from New York City. Uh, this is his first movie. Mm. He's previously directed something called A Nursery Tale, which I believe is just like a short film. He went to Wesleyan University, which is somewhere I looked going to college, but didn't go. Well, see, that's the thing is like this. Not only is this their first movie, like they it's don't also have their last. Movie. It's also <laughs> their last movie. But also whenever I see like directors of this regard there was one director who we talked about a while ago who was kind of like this but the only difference is they normally have like a short film or a documentary close to the release date of their next big feature and it's sort of we can all understand it's like they took it to a festival they marketed it or they got a talk with the producer they got good in the room it's like yeah we'll give you a little bit of money to make this feature idea that you have Mm -hmm. but they're but their earliest credit, though, is you're right, like a nursery tale, 1999, then uh, eight year gap, and then the air I breathe. So I don't know what leads up to Jiho Lee getting the funding for. Well, this I can movie. tell you. So Jiho Lee, he um, he writes this script in 2003, um, and he just starts blasting it all over Hollywood. Mm-hmm. 2003, Hollywood's going through a very slight like reinvention, especially with the advent of like digital film. They're looking for the next like big guys, mm-hmm. um, and so they're they're willing to take flyers on people. Mm. So Jiho Lee, uh, he shoots it around all over the place. He eventually uh, brings it to the head of uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, North uh, American Latin America Films, hmm. um, and they're interested in the script. And he and this organization go around and just raise money from private investors. Mm. Like, you know, thousands at a time. Yeah. They spend several years putting the money together. Um, yeah. <laughs> spend several years. The thing is, put- I know producers who are on this grind right now. Yeah. <laughs> they, they spend several years putting the money together. Um, and then when they start having enough to be like, oh, we might be able to make this movie. He goes into casting very early. Took two years to cast this movie. Hmm. Um, and not because it was necessarily difficult, um, but because like it comes into like, oh, you get one big star, you know, who's interested in the movie. Um, now, you know, studios want to give a little more money to you. Mm-hmm. So it takes like two years of the push and pull of funding and, you know, casting actors. He also says he spent a lot of time 
with all the actors to really understand their psychology and get their psychology into their. Stewart is giving an eye roll, and it's perfect for uh, <laughs> um, some of the. How you feel? How, yeah. How you feel? Why? Why did you choose Cheerios for breakfast today? <laughs> really? Just tell me. Yeah. The the first actor who's cast in this movie is Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, who's very who said this is the most beautiful and different script that she'd ever <laughs> worked on. <laughs> oh um, man. Uh yeah, <laughs> and then because it is funded by North American Latin America films, uh, it is filmed in Mexico City. This is a Mexican production. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, over the course of 22, 29 days on fifty locations. Twenty nine days, fifty locations. Yes. I'm doing the math on that. Yeah. Man, fuck. That math doesn't math. Yes, the math does not math very well. Yeah. Um. So that's essentially how this movie gets made. Now, this movie makes one very uh, successful casting coup that we're going to talk about. This is the first movie Forrest Whitaker is in after he wins his Oscar for The Last King of Scotland. No shit. He wins his Oscar in uh, February of 2007 Yeah. for the 2006 movie, The Last King of Scotland. He's in this movie April Damn. of 2007. Wow. At film festivals. Wow. Um, in spite of that... Doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but that is essentially the only reason this movie, like, essentially gets a launch into, you know, the festival circuit. And, like, it gets some notoriety at the time. Yeah. Because far, it's Forrest Whitaker's follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. his big Oscar win. Right. And he's the first He's the, the first character you see, really. Yeah. He's also the least important to the overall story. Which is very You could cut the Forrest Whitaker shit out of this movie <laughs> and it would basically proceed the same way. Yeah. But I, I also get the vibe off of that that there's that the reason that is is because he probably had a very limited mm-hmm. like time frame to afford him. Mm, yeah, because like when you look at the other cast members of this movie, like Brendan Fraser, we talked about, he's probably he's a little cheaper at this time. Not to be mean, a little bit, but yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon, he's not like huge in like two thousand six. Well, what's he really doing? He's popping up in a lot of stuff, but Kevin Bacon in two thousand six. He's basically only known for like the fucking five degrees of Kevin, six degrees of Kevin Bacon at this time. Really? I shouldn't say only, but. Um, yeah, like here's their listing that he's in. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, he's not really doing yeah. anything big. He was in Mystic River in 2003, but yeah. then after that. It's... Tell me what the next movie you recognize is. Mm, Frost Nixon. Two episodes in Will and Frost Grace. Nixon. I was just about to say. Well, Frost Nixon's 2008. Yeah. After, After uh, the air I breathe. So, yeah. Really not much. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Bacon. I do. Who, do- who doesn't love Kevin Bacon? But this is like a, his down period as well. Um, so he's not that expensive. Okay, but Andy Garcia. First, we're going to say Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, okay. We're going to go over Sarah Michelle Gellar really quick. Um, because, you know, her... What is what? What's she doing? Scooby B- Buffy and after you. Buffy and Scooby Doo have both ended. This mystery. Have Buffy ended. ends in two thousand three. The last Scooby Doo movie is two thousand four. The Grudge. She's in Southland Tales, which doesn't make much money. The Grudge two. She's in The Grudge two. She's in TMNT. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but you know these aren't. Forrest Whitaker's the most like acclaimed actor in this movie. Yeah. At the exact the time yeah. it's made. Yeah. And they probably get him before he's nominated for the Oscar. If because the casting process was so long. Mm-hmm. So I think that Perfect that's timing all timing on their part. 
I think that's all very interesting going into this movie, knowing that context. Yeah. And how this thing gets made. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like, I, I when I watched this movie and I saw, like, the cast lineup, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's your early yeah. 2000s cast. I think the most shocking thing is that they got Forrest Whitaker at the time that they yeah. did. That's pretty yeah, astounding. This movie yeah, does for... have the most early 2000s cast ever, even though I just talked about how none of these people are relevant. The <laughs> like, there's a lot of well, it, this assorted is... other characters who pop early, in this, this movie. This is, like, this would be a great cast for 2003. Yeah, when you have like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Emile Hirsch in 2003. Yeah. Yeah, and John Cho in 2003. Well, no, I, for this, I'm these people I'm listing for this time. Sarah Michelle oh. Gellar, like, kind of the exclusion. Is Emile Hirsch going to be in Speed Racer right after this? Yeah. He's also going to be assaulting uh, a studio executive oh. <laughs> a few years after this. Who did that? Emile Hirsch. Oh, jeez. But no, that's um, I, I'm I'd say that's basically the the extent of the like prelude to this movie I've got. Yeah, Andy Garcia mostly being known for the Oceans films. Yeah, he's in the Oceans movies, and people are still like, "Hey, you were in Godfather 3, right?" <laughs> I was surprised to see um, John Bernthal in there. Yeah, John Bernthal John popping in for like Bernthal. a scene. Oh yeah, as like a shitty um interviewer, a shitty interviewer. Oh right, yeah, because yeah. he was attacking her or whatever. That, that felt a little weird. Like, a little bit. Yeah. He's just like, fuck you. <laughs> you well, it's more so, more like in the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and like, how many fans do you have, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> All right, do we want to dive into the plot? Unless anyone has anything else to say about the lead up to this movie. I really want to dive into the plot to point out how fucking bonkers it is. <laughs> it's a trip. This is a trip of a movie. Uh, it. Jeff is uh, going away. (laughs) He's running. He's like, you guys guys talk about this. I'm going to head out. (laughs) This movie starts with a quote opening. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that quote is. <laughs> I don't know what that quote is. <laughs> I love, I love. You're like, you're like. This movie opens with a quote, and then your eyes are like, you remember it, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I look at you, and I'm like, yeah, it does. You remember it, right? <laughs> we're both just like, no, we don't remember. It's something about the emotions and the, oh, well, the different that's a, that's parts a, an about essential, it. That's an essential, important thing I forgot to mention in the pretext what this fucking movie's about (laughs) (laughs) so so this movie is based on an ancient chinese proverb yeah proverb um that (laughs) couldn't let it go (laughs) Um, proverb (laughs) that that life can be broken down into four essential emotions happiness pleasure sorrow and love um and that the four of them together make up the whole of human existence (sighs) Um, and that they are essentially the four fingers of life. <laughs> you forgot about the fifth one, Goofy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, The four fingers of life. And uh, so that's essentially the happiness, cons- sorrow, pleasure, and love. I just fucking said that. Um, but like, here's the thing: happiness, pleasure, and, there's and love. Fingers. Happiness and pleasure and love i feel like they're like in the same like department wing of the pentagon (laughs) (laughs) i feel like sorrow is the only one that's got its own little desk in the corner well three met up and then sorrow was like the fourth guy to join the group they're all interchangeable like being in love is accepting sorrow oh it's not yeah it is (laughs) 
What is he even? To be in love with someone is to accept that they might die. Wow. Okay. Not, you know, checkmate, That's man. That, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that is what the, the argument of this movie Mr. is. Mr. Depressing Man over here. Yeah. <laughs> Falling in love means you're accepting To be happy is to accept that it might one day go away. It's going to die. To feel pleasure is to accept that it will give you happiness. To accept sorrow is to accept that there might be pleasure at the end. Is this the quote that, at the beginning of the movie? No, but that's like what the idea of the movie is. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, I'm like, yeah, kind of interesting idea. This movie is so like over the top <laughs> with some of these things. Yeah. But th- that that is the essential like argument this movie is trying to make, is that to accept one of those things, you have to accept the other three. But how does Brendan Fraser become pleasure? Uh, in this movie because he well in his specific story he accepts pleasure because he finally realizes that he doesn't foresee the future anymore he's a psychic in this yeah I'll I'll say, just imagine that just that drop you're just <laughs> listening to this it's a buddy cop show whatever you want to call it and then brendan fraser can you know see, see the, the future, future. <laughs> yeah he can you know he can just one of those normal, <laughs> we gotta talk we gotta accept things. it and, <laughs> every, and everybody in the show in the movie knows. accepts it uh, and knows like, about yep, it like he's a psychic yeah he's a psychic you can see the future oh that's kind of cool <laughs> everyone's like the people that don't know are like wait what and they're just like yeah no he can just see the future it's cool go on yeah. <laughs> anyway what were you saying <laughs> uh th- that's all i had to say is like that's the argument of this movie yeah what's the uh, quote that it opens with though I don't, it, it's, it's probably that it's something to do with like the the four emotions of life can be are akin to like a butterfly's wings i don't fucking know yeah it's something with butterflies yeah here i got it it's not the quote that opens this movie but it's the first thing that forrest whitaker says it's um he says i always wondered when a butterfly leaves the safety of its cocoon does Does it realize realize how how beautiful beautiful it has become become. or does it still see itself as just a caterpillar and then we see a forrest whitaker crouching on the ground holding a gun crying yes and then cut to happiness and then it's the most grungy early 2000s music video intro I've ever experienced. We're introduced to Forrest Whitaker's character, Happiness. They're just named after these emotions. They don't, we never I love that they don't give us names. Yeah. Except for Trista. But that's her stage name. We never learned her real name. real name, yeah. Um, but we're interested in Forrest Whitaker's character. <laughs> that's that's the fifth thing in life. <laughs> it's the f- happiness, happiness, pleasure, pleasure sorrow, love. love, and the fingers. fingers. <laughs> well, he is the four fingers. He He's is. the hand that holds the. Fingers. He's the hand that guides you. He's yes. the hand that cuts all the fingers off. Yeah. Or the person that cuts the hand's fingers. Or the fingers the of which that, that get cut, cut off. <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. I want to know how many you have to Thank cut off. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the movie. That's I want to know how many fingers you have to cut off to get the nickname fingers. A lot of fucking fingers. 40. You think 40? Well, one finger off of 40 guys or two fingers off of 20 guys. Mm. Mm, that's the thing. Or 10 fingers off of one guy. Well, that's the thing. It's like maybe he just cut, kept cutting off fingers of one dude who wouldn't pay him back. Mm. And from that one guy, it's like, geez, easy on the fingers, fingers. <laughs> and the other henchman's like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. And <laughs> then and then guy number two doesn't pay his bill, so he gets brought in. And one of the bodyguards, who's like his hype man, it's like, <laughs> careful, you man. don't want to piss off fingers over here. 
It started off as like a joke. <laughs> Careful, you don't want to piss off fingers. Fingers does not correct him. <laughs> he just accepts it. He's just like, hmm, hmm, I can use this. I can use this, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, we get the grungy music video intro and then it's uh, Forrest Whitaker narrate, narrating and we get like a sort of like the it's the philosophy of like you're you're going to school for all the years of your life and then if you do well enough you go to college and if you do well enough then you go to a job and it's just these images of people at desks at desks and at desks mm-hmm. that like you're in a desk like but he's on the ass- like the assembly line yeah to being a, a worker bee or some shit like that yeah yeah to he works at a bank he's right? a stock i thought he, he was a, a stock he's a stockbroker of some kind because then the first customer he gets up in the desk is Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Playing pleasure. Playing pleasure. And damn straight. <laughs> Fuck, it is a pleasurable Am I right, gentlemen? human being. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, wearing an all-black suit. Yes. Looking mighty fine. And we then get um, an inspiring first line from Brendan Fraser. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's how you most to, of his lines i was gonna say most of his most of the movie i had to turn i always have subtitles on but i especially had to pay attention because he's just <laughs> why did you do this <laughs> brendan's like mumble he is mumbling here's the most thing of this movie. yeah well, i'm gonna say it now say it i think he's a poor fit for this character mm. <sighs> I mean, I don't think he's bad, but he's a poor fit for this character. I don't necessarily agree. I think it's just this guy's like this a, a really depressed mobster. Yeah, who can see the future. Yeah, you I mean, know who this role's kind of written for? Al Pacino. Who? John Travolta. <laughs> Wait. This is kind of I perfect. The, I see the gears turning. For 2007 era John Travolta. Wait. Wait. Are you bringing back Phenomenon? <laughs> no. I'm, With Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> I'm thinking like, what's he What's he doing in 2000? He's in like... Just, fucking, hairspray. Yeah, Hairspray, Lonely Hearts, Wild Hogs. But like your Lonely Hearts era Travolta, like... Jeff, I'm going to stop you right there. No. He'd be good for... He, no. He is, no. And you know especially why? Especially when Fraser... Do you know why? Why? Because Travolta would genuinely think like he's like a depressed mobster who could see the future. Yeah, and and he'd probably like kind of slide into it. He he's a little hammier, so I don't know. No, that's what I mean. Whereas like Fraser, I feel like he's like I'm a fucking mobster who could see the future. <sighs> okay, whatever, action, and then he just does the role. I feel I, be- I believe that more than because like I I like Fraser a little bit of this movie only because I know he mumbles a lot, and I do agree it's, it was a little bit mumbly, but. I, I think, like, he plays the role very well of, like, yeah, so what? I'm a mobster. You can see the future. I don't care. Nothing matters. None of the yeah. appeal of Fraser's star appeal comes through in this movie. To me. I know. This is, like, the grungiest thing you've seen him in, right? Like, uh, no, the grungiest thing I've seen him in is <laughs> Journey, Journey to the, to the, the end, end of the Night, <laughs> um, which he is great in because it plays to his central star appeal and, like, lets him play essentially a scared little boy mm-hmm. in a grown adult's body. And like play to his like inherent like ability. I and agree. Charm. His character's written very thin. Yeah, all characters are very thin in this movie. Yeah, there no one has like a lot of depth in in this. Forrest Whitaker robs a fucking bank out of nowhere. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> that comes. No out one of knows what like... I can see. 
Right. It's like it comes out of no, like no character has any depth in this movie. So I don't fault Fraser for that. I think Fraser probably does the most he can with a role like this, which is like it's almost kind of like if anybody could actually see the future, they'd probably act like how Brendan Fraser acts. It's like just depressed all the time. Yeah. And I guess that does make sense because the when they do go to his story, he's like, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. And, and and it would make sense that like when he gets pleasure is when he actually is wrong. Mm-hmm. Doesn't see because it actually mm-hmm. it it makes things like exciting again. Yeah. So I don't know. I I didn't have an issue with his performance. I had an issue with how it was written. Yeah. And, which is the entire fucking script yeah. though. So but yeah, Fraser is buying some stock and uh, Forrest Whitaker is like a big fan of him. Yeah. Because he's like you always know. You always you always know. know. You always know. <laughs> he always knows. Um, and so he's like, you sure you don't want to put any more? It's like, no, just little bits at a time. Uh, like that's it. And he's like, well, like how, like, how do you know, like when to gamble, like, you know, big, it's like, like, I don't know. Sometimes he says, sometimes risking it all. Sometimes you got to risk it all or whatever. Uh, and he says, he's sometimes like, risking it all is the only choice you have chance choice you have. Yeah. And he's like, really? It's like, I'm not talking about me. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. He's talking about <laughs> oh. Forrest Whitaker. And then Brendan walks out. And of then the, that, and that, the se- and that statement makes a lot of sense for no reason. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it just really hits home. Just re- it, it's a cool line on a piece of paper that, if you read any more into it, makes no sense. I, I think it'd be cooler is as he got up and walked away. Two explosions just happened <laughs> in the background. Honestly, that's what should have happened, Justin. And then he looks back at Forrest and he goes, <laughs> butterfly, and then just disappears that would be amazing if like on top of being able to see the future if Freddie Fraser could just look at you in the eye and say butterfly and then <laughs> butterflies swarm yeah. to the air and he disappears and he's gone. <laughs> he has <laughs> well they're not, they're not even like attacking butterflies he just uses butterflies to teleport I think I think they're all butterflies and one moth that has just... <laughs> <laughs> they're all butterflies but they all have cameras on them <laughs> every scene in this movie is walking he's like I, I, I just like I, I, like, I, like, butterflies. Butter, I like butterflies I like butterflies <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker goes home, and he, he's at a very depressing stock-built stage apartment. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like blank black walls. He's watching something on TV, and then he has a vision of what does he have a, a vision? butterfly? A butterfly. He sees a butterfly at his apartment. Yeah, and then he wakes up scared, and then he w- goes to work the next day. He hears some of his coworkers talking about. No, he's in the bathroom. He's in the bathroom, and he hears some people come in, and, so and he, he does what a natural reaction. He puts his feet up on the toilet. He's a, he so he, likes no, his, he so doesn't like no to be bothered. He's there. He's like, he's, you know, you go, sometimes you go to the bathroom, you just want you, you and your thoughts, <laughs> right? And then these three douchebags walk in. <laughs> you got to be like, I don't want to be seen. <laughs> I don't want to be seen or perceived. <laughs> don't look at my feet. I'm <laughs> like, bro, there's a crack. You can see through it, <laughs> right? Well, and then the, one of the douchebag coworkers is like, all right, guys, so here's the plan. Wait a minute. And then the one guy just dives on the floor. Yeah. Which. which not You're not sanitary. doing that in the bathroom. No. I don't care. John Cho. Not a men's bathroom. This. John Cho. Uh, um, in one of his first movie roles. But he then says, it's like, all right, so we go to the place tonight. Don't tell anybody. It's a fixed horse race. Eight to one odds. We're betting on Butterfly. Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then all the hairs on Forrest Whitaker's arm stand up because he just hears butterfly. <laughs> and then Brendan Fraser He's in the like, distance. Oh, shit. He starts <laughs> buckling his pants. <laughs> he slowly puts his feet down. <laughs> And then when he's right before he's about to come, Brendan Fraser not slams at the door. It's like, hey, hey, hey! So he crashing this plane, crashing this plane, crashing the stock market. No, there's that one part in the Dark Knight Rises where Bane robs the stock market. Right? Yeah. Um, There's no money here. So what are you doing? My favorite—that's among my many favorite parts of that movie. That is one of my, that his scheme is to bankrupt Bruce Wayne by making a bunch of illegitimate stock purchases <laughs> using his money. Something that the FCC or not the FCC, um, fucking. There's some the IRS. There's, yeah, whatever would have would have looked at and been like, hmm, a masked terrorist stormed the stock market, <laughs> and uh, coincidentally, all of these purchases are made on Bruce Wayne's account. Yeah, fuck him. Should probably stop that. <laughs> they were like, you know what? Fuck him. Like that should, but instead, it's like it works. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's just bankrupt in the next scene. Oh God. Oh, my scheme. There's my <laughs> scheme. Oh yes. So you know, there's two with- separate instances in that movie where the entire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <They're- laughs> You're like two separate instances. It's just Stuart. <laughs> there are two separate instances in that movie where the entire Gotham City Police Department responds to a crime and it allows another crime to occur because the entire police force is involved. The first is after Batman's chase in Bane. Matthew Modine's just like every cop come chase this guy, and there's like 200 squad cars. <laughs> Well, that's because he wrecks like half of the police department. Yeah. And the last is when they're like, Bane's in the tunnels. And they're like, all right, we're going to send every single cop into the tunnels. And they do. And then they fucking blow the entrances and they're trapped. But not every single cop. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the only one who is seemingly the only cop who's not underground at this time. You mean Robin? Yeah. Well, I was also going to say uh, Commissioner Gordon is he's still in the hospital. He's in the hospital. It's like so those two cops. Two cops. Two, there the, are two cops left to save the no city. No more dead cops. That's what <laughs> Dark Knight Rises should have been. Just kill Batman in the first act. The rest of the movie is Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Gary Oldman. Just buddy cop movie. <laughs> it's just us two in Gotham City. <laughs> We're fucking taking it back, boys. It's literally like Gotham. It's just Gotham. <laughs> yeah, it's just Gotham. Control of your city. All right. All right. Um, uh, the air I breathe. Yeah. Um, so Forrest Whitaker goes to this underground gambling yeah. ring place. I yeah. don't fucking know. Where there's just a bunch of dudes standing around making bets. Which, On honestly, I didn't think he was going to be able to get in. Because most places, you know, you knock and they're... <laughs> What's the password? What's the password? Butterfly. Step in, please. Damn, you're good. <laughs> Fingers. <laughs> he's behind He's behind it. How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> Three. Wrong. I have none. Because <laughs> of fingers. Because of fingers. <laughs> All right. So he gets in. And he Dos hears, That he, means goodbye. <laughs> he, he, he hears the guys making the bet. And so he goes up to the table and he's like, I, 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 like, I like to uh, p- 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 play, place a bet on, on uh, uh, butterfly. butterfly. He's like, All right. I'm just going to, uh, how much you want to bet? Uh, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10,000. And he starts making the bet. Uh, actually, 20. 20. Uh, or, uh, how, how much can I put in? Uh, uh, and so he bets $50,000. $50, yeah, he borrows money from the house. Yeah, so. I'll just need an ID on file. Which, like, 
come on bitch like think about this yeah <laughs> you're going Wait, to an underground gambling off of some ring. dudes you heard in the bathroom you know so you know let's just skip all of the sus that gets between there and the gambling so you know it's gonna win and you decide 10 no 20 actually 50 50 because you i have 50 you know because just in case yeah and it's eight to one odds which means if he won that bet, he's going to get... You multiply it by 50. Is that what it is? I think so. Right? So, like, it would just be... Because uh, it's eight times the one, right? $400,000 is what he would win. But, like, I mean, like, off of 10000 that's still 80000 And, you know, to owe... And let's say you're thinking about this, right? To lose and you owe fingers ten grand. that's easier than fifty grand. Yeah. Right. That's easier than 400000 Justin, he doesn't know about fingers yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to find out. He's about though. to find Wait, out. Listen, if you live in that city, you know, know about, about fingers. fingers. <laughs> but he's probably just like an urban myth. <laughs> right. There's a man. There's a man. I saw this man. There's a one-fingered man. There's a one-fingered man. <laughs> a man in this house. Honestly, I think fingers would have been a better character if he only had one finger. Oh, my God. <laughs> And no fingers on the other exactly. hand. Exactly. He just had like literally no fingers, one but, finger. That's it. Exactly. Just literally. That, and he used it to point. That's <laughs> it. And that's why he collects fingers to try and replace the ones he lost. No, he none of them fit. <laughs> He's like trying to put it in like the pegs and the holes. He's like, this doesn't quite work. And he goes through like the four stages of this yeah. movie. <laughs> right. Um, Butterfly doesn't win. Butterfly <laughs> short story <laughs> long. Butterfly loses a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> he's, just, he's just standing there, and Butterfly goes off, and I'm like, there's and no it way this works. Big, it does a big push into, right into his face. Because Butterfly takes the lead, and then he fucking collapses. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you don't bet on horse racing. <laughs> no. And so then we cut no, to least of all all of your money, <laughs> right? and not even just that, all of your money and then some that yeah. you owe to the house. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to the back room. Yeah, yeah. It literally, where cuts... some guys getting beat up, <laughs> and Forest Workers dragged back and shoved into a chair opposite the guy who's getting wailed on. That's when we meet fingers, fingers. Andy Garcia, who comes in. He's pretty good. He's pretty good at this movie. <laughs> who walks? He's like, you see this guy. He took some money and didn't pay it back. He tried to run. Look at what we're doing to him. You know why they call, call me, me fingers? You know why they call me fingers? Because you're about to find out. He and pulls then, out a cigar cutter. And then he and walks, puts it around the guy's finger. Yeah. And the, the Forrest other, Whitaker looks away. Henchman force Forrest Whitaker to watch. Yeah. And you just hear this dude's blood curling scream as he ah! removes the finger. It's like, you have two weeks to make your payment. Every day you're late, I take a finger. Yeah. Which... That math so, doesn't math. Well, well. So he has two <laughs> weeks of not losing fingers. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But but after the fourteenth day, okay. he loses a finger per day. I I thought of it as you have two weeks, and if every day you don't pay within those two weeks, I'm taking a finger. Well, I think it's so. So after twenty four days, he loses all ten fingers because that's yeah, ten. And then days. they go into toes. Well, then they go into toes, <laughs> and that's 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 the, another ten days. That's, that's thirty four days. Second, that's his underboss toes. What do they do after? <laughs> what do they do after toes? The conciliary toes. <laughs> I think they just start taking like little, like almost like Patches. fruit roll up sections of skin. Oh, gnarly! <laughs> Conciliary named toes. That's what I'm saying. You know, That's fingers fucking... is like, well, I've ran out of fingers, and then toes comes here and he's like, well, I see there's still 
Why is he talking about it? It's just like, he's just like, and it's John Berthold. No, you know what Toes is? Toes is like a mini me of fingers. That's what I'm saying. It's the same bit as Austin Powers. It's just the smaller, it's just the smaller Andy Garcia. But like, but like you, nobody toes, else knows toes. him, so that's why in this basement, that's where Toes lives in a cage, <laughs> in a cage, chained up to the wall. <laughs> let me, let me get his toes. <laughs> no, no, no. Release the cage. No, no, no. Toes. <laughs> it's crawling on all fours. <laughs> Starts just examining all the toes. Take his socks off, boys. <laughs> and then this becomes like a Take weird his foot fetish. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you know how when you like when you put no. like your toes when you put your toes in the water and fish will come up oh, and like eat it. No. That's how toes get finds the out, good one. Get work. it out, get it out. Pour the images out. Can I can I read the Wikipedia synopsis of this movie very yes. briefly? Sure. For this section. Okay. I'm just gonna do this whole section because it's very funny. Forrest Whitaker plays a meek bank employee who loves butterflies. <laughs> He accidentally overhears an acqu- acquaintances discuss a fixed horse race and decides to bet 50000 borrowing from a bookie. Unfortunately, he loses the bet. Unfortunately. <laughs> he loses the The bookie, Fingers, derives his name from his habit of cutting off the fingers of those who don't pay back their debts. Fingers threatens the blank employee while Fingers' mob enforcer visits him to collect. The mob enforcer pities the bank employee who gives him a revolver and leaves. In desperation, the bank employee robs his own bank. While fleeing, he is slightly hit by a moving vehicle. Slightly. Then escapes to the top of a building. Surrounded, the police order the bank employee to drop his gun. He does not comply, throwing the money bag off the roof and is killed by the police. When he hits the ground, his coat is spread out, making him look like a butterfly. Uh Who writes these Wikipedia descriptions being like, Unfortunately, he loses. That's my favorite, you know. And I and that would be a better intro to this is Forrest Whitaker gets dragged in, thrown in the chair, and he goes, "You might be asking yourself how I got myself (laughs) in this situation." Well, first, let me say I like butterflies. (laughs) A Uh, meek bank employee who likes butterflies. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you pretty much spelled it out. After he he gets let go by fingers to go do that, he starts packing right away. Fraser's already there in his apartment. And Fraser's got like the cut on his face, right? Yeah. At yeah. This point, and Fraser's just like he's got a cut on his face, wearing know. a hat, uh, and he's like, "Why are you trying to run? Why are you? Tra- what are you doing? Everybody, why running? are you running? Why? Why, why are you? Running? Why are you running? Why are you running?" And so he he tells him, he's like, "Why? Why did you do that? Did you you know? had every you had it at all. Yeah, why did you, you risk it all? Why did you risk it? Well, that's the clearest he was in the movie because first he literally like, said at the beginning of the movie, risk it all. Him, he throws him to the door and pulls the gun on him. And he's like, why did you do this? You risked everything. Like, you had it all. Why did you throw it all away? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I really like butterflies. <laughs> Which... I don't know. It's just, it's funny to me that he's like, why? As he's like literally just like gun barrel to the forehead, shoving him against the wall. Yeah. But then eventually Frazier just gives him the gun. And does he tell him anything else? I don't remember. He just leaves. I don't know if he's like, you're going to need this or something like that. Or I I think he just drops it and disappears in the butterfly night. He does the butterfly teleportation powers that I talked about. <laughs> His body just morphs into butterflies. And, and then the one away. moth yeah. gets stuck at the light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Forrest Whitaker drives to the bank. Yeah. 
He's like, these people don't know this building like I do. They don't know what I know. And we get like essentially like a Sherlock Holmes esque like. Boom, boom, we cut boom, in boom, to the, the camera. He's like, I know where the cameras, cameras are. Point. I know the cop security. I know the, there's a button that the bank tellers can press, and it gives me four minutes before the cops arrive. Plenty of time to escape. He's all of a sudden like, fucking. Clive Owen from it, the Inside Man, like he just like has it all. I was out. I was waiting to like a cut in his apartment where you got like all the strings to like sticky notes and all this shit where he's got everything mapped. Yeah, out. exactly. Or like just mm-hmm. the opening of Inside Man. It's like pay attention to everything I'm going to say because I'm only going to say it once. Everything I say is very specific and just completely like does a whole bank robbery scheme. But no, the first thing he does is he cross street gets hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we don't see who the driver is, but pay close attention to that one. Well, he gets it after he robs the bank. Oh, that's right. He does because he's running. Because he has the bag of money. Something happens the moment he walks in the bank. Oh, he walks in the bank. He's like, everybody freeze. Nobody listens. Nobody listens. He shoots one bullet in the ceiling and then they all listen. And they all panic. Then we just cut to him running out with the Which I love that. I love that you don't see the bank robbery. You just see him shoot it and you just see him run. Because initially (laughs) I didn't think he got the money. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he's like, oh, fuck, wait. And then just took (laughs) off. Would have been better. Would have been funnier if that <laughs> right. had actually happened. That would have been gold. But then he's running, and then he runs across the street. That's when he gets hit by the car. Yes. Then there's a motorcyclist, like a pizza delivery guy. It's actually Toby Maguire from Spider-Man 2 who's on his <laughs> run to deliver it's the pizza. It's all connected, baby. It's all connected. He throws Toby Maguire. He does a backflip in the air to catch people in the web. Some kids next to him be like, oh, my God, how'd you do that? Well, you know, eat your green vegetables. Butterflies. <laughs> Everybody in this movie essentially just turns into butterflies. Yes. Uh, and so then the cops start coming. He's running from the police. He runs back into the bank, I think, right? No. Or he runs into like a building and then he runs all the way up to the roof. Yeah, he does. It's true. And then he's on the roof and then he's surrounded by snipers and a, yes. and a helicopter. These they people quick. Yeah, they, the, the cops mobilized the entire. They pulled a Dark Knight Rises and mobilized everybody. <laughs> I want every Gotham Beat police officer on site now. Well, like, like there were a lot of snipers on every roof surrounding him. <laughs> they had time, like, I guess. Like, what? You think they're just like sitting on the roof texting in case like anything happens? They're like, oh, bank robbery. All right, guys, set up. All right, set up. <laughs> Square up, guys. Get your snipers out. <laughs> Kyle, it's your turn to take the shot. I can't do it today. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> the boy. I took out last week we're still on speed <laughs> people keep robbing the same. it's bradley cooper it's... from american sniper with his like fake baby yes um, <laughs> forrest whitaker he like is so overjoyed that... in this moment yeah he's, he's very just, happy. Ha, 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 ha. he starts laughing he's doing the walking phoenix joker dance yeah on the roof. <laughs> and he throws the bag of money in the air and then he gets shot eighty thousand times Every cop, he's just like, they lit him up. He's being popped like a balloon. Yeah. And the bag of money goes flying. We never see it again. Um, and then wink, he dies. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> and then he dies. And he's, what does he say when he dies? Butterfly. Butterflies. <laughs> the fact that they didn't have that as like a transition pisses oh me off. Oh my God. <laughs> Wasted. He says, Jai um, Holy, you have sins to atone for. <laughs> I believe he says, sometimes being totally fucked can yeah, be a liberating experience. Can be a liberating experience. Yeah. And then we like fade to black. 
That's the end of his story. That's the end of his storyline. His, his hap- he realized happiness when he realized like it's thrilling to die. To yeah. get shot up 80 times. Yeah, to do something exciting. The next bit is uh, Fraser. Yeah, we do meet Fraser next. Or we go deep into Fraser next. You mean pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> I'm just grabbing some water. Keep going. Keep going. Um, so, yeah, we start with Fraser. Where do we start with Fraser? He's in the hospital. He's in. Oh yeah, he's in the hospital. He's just been beat up. You just you just see him just like bleeding. Ah! And Kevin Bacon's pushing him. He's like, "You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay." Well, wasn't he like, "What happened?" or something? Yeah, and he's, he's like, like <laughs> "You tell me." <laughs> <laughs> we do say what happened, and then we get we start getting the narration from Fraser, which is um, the craziest backstory. Yes, like sequence of events I think I've ever seen. Um, here we go. He he just he starts by saying this. When you can see the future, <laughs> you think you're capable of changing it, but you're just a witness to coming moments, unable to help, even if you wanted to, and maybe you don't. Sometimes you think you're supposed to learn something about patience or distance, but in the end, it's all about discipline. Seeing things you don't always want to and just moving on. After a while, things become easier. Routine keeps your mind from wondering. You begin to accept things as they are. Every man has his destiny. You can't escape it even if you can see it coming. And then he talks about his... Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I knew the secret to a happy life. Oh, wait. That's, that's fucking Whitaker. Mm. Okay. Here's the next thing Fraser says. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gay... No. <laughs> as far back as I can remember, I've never lost a fight. I didn't fight well because I was big or fast or mean. I fought well because I could see the future. The problem with seeing the future is that it only comes in bits and pieces, like a reflection in a broken mirror. After a while, though, it's like playing a video game in your head. Do it enough times, and you know all the moves. And the Oscar goes to Daniel Day-Lewis for yeah. There Won't Be Blood. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Fraser introduced that he can see the future. His brother was killed when he was young. Which, what a crazy series of events. Him and his brother, what, go through the They're fence, like walking down a just, sh- an alley. Just kids being dudes. Two, guys sh- two kids roll up. Fraser starts punching them. He pushes his brother out of the way. His brother falls into a shattered glass well, and dies his, well yeah because he hits the one guy and that guy hits his brother and then they hit the glass and then <laughs> his brother's just dead <laughs> it is i was very confused that how his brother died too in this scenario i was like no. wait a minute like who hit who like don't know uh, do you guys also know another movie came out in 2007 starring nicholas cage called next anyone seen this movie no it's also a movie where nicholas cage plays this dude who can see two minutes into the future <laughs> Oddly specific. <laughs> yes. I can see two minutes in the future. Can I? Will I enjoy this? Uh, no. No. But I will say the movie does end with a nuclear bomb going off and destroying all of Las Vegas. So he Psych! It was a vision in his future. It's, yeah, that's that's the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Damn. So he didn't see that one coming? Uh, no, he did. That was the whole thing. Like the entire like second act of the movie, second and third act of the movie, was a vision that he was seeing in the future. Mm hmm. Because oh. I was like, how does he stop a nuclear blast within two minutes of it happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, because, like, evidently his powers go beyond two minutes, and that's like the reveal. Oh, so he Because beforehand, like, he thought, and everyone else thought, it's like, oh, we can only see two minutes in the future. Maybe we can stretch that. Maybe yeah. we can stretch that a little bit. Did he have a training montage? He's just like I think sitting he, he there. He does, like... actually. He do- actually does have a training montage where he's just sitting there, like, trying to come think. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Uh, so Brendan Fraser in this is a superhero. Uh, 
damn near. I mean, like, he can't lose a fight. He sees, uh, essentially, like, Nicolas Cage in the 2007 movie Next can see two minutes <laughs> into the future and just fight anybody and knows where all the punches come he from. He literally knows all your moves. He literally says, like, a video game. Like, so he... Uh, this is how many notes I took on this fucking movie. Jesus. I took a lot of notes on this movie. Um, so, but Brendan Fraser plays the main enforcer for Fingers mm-hmm. in his gang mob or whatever. I'd say mob. And so he... Um, so he like the first thing we see him do is he like beats up a guy, uh, for like not paying fingers back. But the one thing to, important to know about Fraser being an enforcer is he's a nice enforcer. Because <laughs> after he beats the living hell out of you, he'll be like, "Hey man, like just come on, just here's get a way money. to fix your life. Here's here's an idea. Get up. <laughs> you should pay fingers. This is just as a friend. <laughs> Definitely pay him, and then live your life, live your dreams. Yeah, maybe." Stop gambling. Maybe. Yeah. And so he goes back to Fingers' uh, place, and that's where he he picks up Fingers' nephew. Yeah, oh, Emil yeah. Her. That fucking... That fucking kid. Yeah. Um, who he's supposed to take out for a night on the town and keep him safe and show him a little bit about how Fingers works. This nephew is... A punk-ass... Punk-ass bitch. So we were watching it, me... Uh, Savannah and my roommate were all watching at the same time and he gets in the car and he's talking and he goes I came here for one thing and one thing only and me and him both at the same time just go pussy (laughs) (laughs) I was like I can't believe I guessed exactly what the fuck this guy was gonna say it's so predictable (laughs) because he's just sitting like in the car just writhing his hands together he's like my uncle's nickname is fingers because when he snaps his fingers things get done (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, this boy. dude should have been played by Jake Lloyd. <laughs> what I said? I'm here for one thing. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> Jake Lloyd would have been eight years older. Yeah. But um but the two of them, uh Brandon takes Emil Hirsch the kid out. Yeah. Um and there's something I want to talk about. Because one of the first things this kid starts saying is after Brendan like introduces it that he can see the future to this kid. He just like casually mentions it as one does. And the kid's just like, yo, you ever seen the movie Crawl? <laughs> what? Um, Uh-oh. It's on the shelf. So, Crawl. Uh, here's Crawl. He's like, you ever seen the movie Crawl? Jeff has the DVD, do the Blu-ray, a uh, copy of Crawl. I love that this has like a VHS cover. Yeah. Um, And so he's like... In Kroll, there's the Cyclops who can see the future. He gave away his uh, his uh, his other eye to be able to see the future, but he can only see his own death. Um, and so I have a long history with Kroll. Oh, For, wow. Former guest of the show, Dave Manzalillo, um, who was on our Gods and Monsters episode and our... Um, welcome to Hollywood. Welcome to Hollywood episode. Those are the two that he's been on. Yeah, poor, poor guy. <laughs> Think about that. Those are the two yeah. that he's been on. Um, so Kroll is the cheapest Blu-ray you can purchase on Amazon. It costs $6 for a Blu-ray. Wow. I've sent him 20 copies <laughs> of Kroll. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just, every now and again, I just get the urge and be like, it's time. And I just go on <laughs> Amazon, put Kroll in my cart, and ship it to his address. Why? Jeff... <laughs> Sometimes the shit you do is just the most hilarious thing, but memeable thing at the same time. Um, and so, I have never, I had never seen Crawl. 
I just kept sending him copies of Kroll. You've never seen it? I have seen it, but that's the end of the story. I just kept sending him copies of Kroll. So you spent... I'm getting a picture How of How much money have you spent on this bit? Um, probably like... I mean, if you said you like 120 it. bucks, probably Fucking Jeff. over the course of five to six years. Jeff, if you had yeah. to, if you had to calculate all of the money you spent on just bits, <laughs> just bits. Yeah. It actually identifies <laughs> as a tax bracket for him because there's so many. Well, here's the thing. Like if people who say this podcast is a bit, you spent <laughs> some considerable amount of money <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is not a bit. It's a, it's a passion. Um, mm-hmm. it start but that anyway, <laughs> crawl. <laughs> crawl. So that, that it is true about the Cyclops in this movie. Um, this is also one of Liam Neeson's first movies. I'm putting crawl back on the shelf, but um, I'll put it there for now. Um, <laughs> so, so Brendan wh- Fraser wait, takes wait 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 wait. I want to finish. Club. I did watch crawl when last time Dave came out to Chicago. Um, the two of us watched Crawl together. <laughs> the Cyclops is in fact have this storyline. All right, back to Brendan I'm Fraser. For this in the air I he just starts talking, and you're just. <laughs> so he takes the nephew um, yeah, to, to the Cyclops club. to uh, this to this place. It's where there's a guy here that owes him money. And he's not there. His like wife or partner, whoever is in the charge of the store, is there, and she's saying he's not there. He's not here. He's at the hospital. Blah 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 blah. He'll get you the money. And the nephew's just being a punk and is like, "We want the money now, bitch!" And I yeah, kind of called him saying, "Bit." Yeah. He's basically being Jesse Eisenberg from yeah. Breaking Bad. Uh, was you know, Aaron Paul's like first yeah. like visual interpretations of the role. Um, but then Brendan Fraser sees into the future, sees the guy coming out of the back door. So then he leaves, takes the dude with him, knocks the guy out, starts beating him up. And it's like, you got to get fingers the money, man. Where's the fucking money, Lebowski? Yeah. Where's the fucking money, asshole? <laughs> uh, and so they end up having to run from the club. Hmm? Right? He's talking about... I'm talking about the dude they beat up. The first, oh, the first guy. They and beat. then they go to the club. Which... Yes. Which they go to a strip club and uh, uh, the nephew gets a dancer or like whatever and they get really high Then the dancer runs away from his room, runs into this Russian guy's room, this old yeah. fuck who's like 80 years old, a Russian yeah. guy, she starts trying to dance with him. Then the nephew ru- walks in, throws a hissy fit. Then the Russian mob comes in. Yeah. And then they're throwing a fit, and then a gun comes out, and then somehow the nephew gets a hold of this gun, fights yeah. over it with the he, he, dancer, and then shoots the mobster. Shoots the mobster guy. Yeah, and then he's holding the rest of them at gunpoint, and Fraser runs in. Just starts beating the shit out of everybody. Beating the fools up. Yeah, and, and they then make, they have to start They start running. Yeah, they make a run for it. And then Fraser sees like, in the future that the nephew's going to get, like, they're going to try to climb over a fence. And the nephew's going to get caught yeah. on something and then fall back and die. So Fraser sees that, but then they're running and he sees a fence and he doesn't say anything. He's just kind of like kind of going with yeah. it because it's like, whatever, I'm Brendan Fraser. <laughs> uh, and so they climb on the top of the fence. But and then there's voiceover. It's yeah, like so and then something happened. happened that I'll never forget. forget. I'm I was, wrong. I was wrong. For the first time, fate takes a detour and I glimpse something strange and new. 
a future where anything can happen. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And the feeling this gives me is as close as I've ever felt. To, to pleasure. pleasure. It's the only time that you just say the motion at the end. Yeah, because, like, uh, you know, the nephew clears the fence and gets yeah. over. It's Fraser who gets stuck and then falls back and gets yeah. beaten the living shit out of him um, by the Russian mob guys. Yes. But they don't kill him because the cops show up. And then he gets taken to the hospital. Yeah. Where Kevin Bacon is the doctor. Well, let me read the Wikipedia real quickly. Yeah. Um, Tony gets away and is the mob enforcer who is caught by the henchmen, severely beaten and then treated by Dr. Love. Dr. Love. Dr. Love. I just enjoyed Dr. Love. I've been really Um, To backtrack really quickly, when he... I, I found it funny when him when they're doing the first interrogation with the the store people mm. and he's trying to get the money from the guy and the lady comes out to yell at him and he just backhands her. Yeah, like just doesn't like, even whoosh. look bonk and she's out like a light. Yeah. Yeah. He's a super he's a superhuman. The guy's like all strength, man. Yeah. Dude. Gotta dump some stats into wisdom or dexterity. D and D. Love D and D. Uh, so then this is when we then transition after we get the hospital scene is when we transition into the next story, Sarah, Michelle Geller, Trista. So we transition to an interview room scene. Jeff, what are you doing? Don't worry about it. Oh my God. Um, let's head somewhere else. We cut to it and you'll see where a, my head's at. A TV um, interview. Yes. Uh, where Sarah, Michelle Geller plays like a famous pop singer, Trista alongside John Bernthal, who's the interviewer. Yes. Threw me for a loop seeing John Bernthal in 2007. I was like, whoa, John Bernthal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's like such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's interviewing her about like, you know, what's it like being a pop singer, blah, 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 blah. How did you get to where you are? But then eventually he starts like asking more aggressive questions. Like, like, why are you so special? Yeah. Like, you're just, you know, the everyday, like, pop singer. He's like, dancer. why are you so special? And she's like, well, my blood type is a rare. Because uh. <laughs> well, he's like, what makes you so? Yeah, because he was like, what? What makes you so special? And she goes, well, I have a rare blood type. Yeah. And he's like, fuck yeah. off. It's like, got... that's not relevant to, <laughs> Here's what I was doing. to the uh, plot. I had Dave send me a picture of his curl shelf. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Jesus. That's Christ. more than 6. <laughs> I found a um a DVD combo pack of the movie called Space Hunter 3000 and so I sent him a few of those. <laughs> oh my god. Was that <laughs> 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15. Yeah, it's a wow. I That's love a lot of crawl. <laughs> you got to applaud him for keeping them all. <laughs> he didn't yeah. get rid of any of them. Yeah, I would have like thrown them in the trash. Yeah. Kroll. I would have made a crawl shelf at that point. Wow. You never get rid of crawl. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then she starts to have like a mini panic attack in the interview. Um, and that's when her manager busts her out. Um, he's like, we're done with this interview, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right. So, Trista, there's something I got to tell you. Uh this uh, you're getting famous, but you need somebody who's going to get you in the arenas and the stadiums. And I'm not that guy. Who is that guy? It's fucking fingers. fingers. <laughs> it's fingers. So fingers is, I don't know if I should be oh, saying fingers should, or fingers. We should say like, during the early in the Fraser segment, fingers does mention that he's going to try and take over this pop star's career. Yeah. 
And Fraser, the, the current manager owes him money. Yeah, and Fraser can't see her future. She's the first right. time he hasn't been able to see someone's future. This is the Edward and uh, Bella. <laughs> yeah. He sees her and then imprints, and he's just this woman. You name my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah. So Fingers is her new manager now. Um, and he hires Fraser to, like, be her, like, personal bodyguard, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get the bodyguard. <laughs> the bodyguard. <laughs> so we literally get the bodyguard in this movie. So we got Twilight and the bodyguard if they had a baby. That's what this storyline is. <laughs> What's Jeff smiling about? Jeff, you won't see it now or later. Uh, show it to me now. Okay. I gotta know. <laughs> He's killing me. That fucking grin on your face. The shenanigans. He is so. What? Right, I'm so not ready. Some. Oh, I should call me Bob. What? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> this is a side order of God. This is what he does when we're in the middle of talking about a serious movie. He just fucks off and makes weird, goofy meme posts. I did not make this. Dave is sending me these right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. No. No. It's always crawl time. <laughs> Galactic sweep. What is this? But after go to crawl. Go to crawl. Oh my god! Crawl holiday, holiday special. special. Wow. So I have it's crawl gotti combos. Let Let's return to the the topic. Look, this movie mentions Kroll. I'm on topic right now. <laughs> Technically, he is still talking about the movie just through Kroll. All right. <laughs> no, I'll get us through. Uh, so he becomes her bodyguard. Uh, at one point, Fraser saves her from a moving vehicle. And then it's yeah. like, oh, my God. Uh, my hero. Well, my hero. Because she. And she's in like indentured servitude to Fingers because Fingers won't let her like get out of the yeah. contract and she's depressed. The, Fraser, who's the enforcer, wants her to get out of said arrangement. Yeah. So what does he do? Well, he first, we got to talk about that car crash. You just kind of sp- sped by. Yeah. Um, because she intentionally basically tries to walk in front of a car. Yeah. Um, and it's established that when she was very young, in the funniest scene of this movie, we get a flashback to her childhood. And she's like, her dad's like being really cute with her. And she gets oh on a school God. bus. Right, right, And right, she right, comes right. around the back. And the dad, like, she puts her hand up on like the back uh, door window of the bus. You know, your traditional school bus. And um, her dad is out there. And he grabs his umbrella and he does a little sing with the rain jig. He's dancing, and then he kind of steps out from inside the bus, gets fucking Whoa. suplexed by a car, goes flying in the air, does at least eight flips. <laughs> He's Car's fucking gone. dead. He's Car's dead. Car's gone, too. They did not stop. <laughs> they not... hit him and just said, hmm. <laughs> He's just dead, and so she's felt like that's the way she has to die. <laughs> it's just my car crash. <laughs> it's like she's summoned. Um, I literally wrote my notes. Guy gets hit by car. Funny death. <laughs> Funny death. <laughs> Well, because I remember watching that. And I was like, this scene's too happy. Yeah. This is not the tone of the movie. What's yeah. going to happen? And he starts spinning. I'm like, he's not going to walk into traffic. Is he? Have you ever seen that scene from Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt gets hit by the car? No. It has such similar energy. Um, we're like, 
the guy just like, <laughs> and then we just come back to our future. And he's like, I was raised an orphan. Um, so, you know, Fraser saves her and then they fall in love. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause she's, she's sorrow, right? That's, yes. that's her name. Yes. That's her story. That's section. her story. Stuart's now giving me a look. No, I'm not. It's like yeah. a, it's like my dad when I didn't do well in sports. That's the kind of look, <laughs> like the disappointed, like you son of a bitch. What? <laughs> Why is everyone paying attention to me right now? Because <laughs> you're up to something. I'm not up to anything. You are so clearly up to something. All right, so they have sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they fuck. So they fuck. Yes. They do fuck, and they fall in love, and he offers to hide her at his apartment until Which he can get her out of town. Arguably is the worst, I think, place to hide him. Well, he she he's just like the last place fingers would ever look. But like fingers sh- would probably make visits to your house, <laughs> and he does because fingers is like is like a family. He's friend. like your guy. He's your guy. <laughs> he's your fingers. You know. Yeah. He comes. It's like Thanksgiving. Every time he's like, "I can come to your house this time." He's like, "Nah, nah, I'll go. I'll come to you. I'll come to you." It's not clean. No, I, <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. You know the blood pipe leaks. You know. So fingers finds out. Which can we talk about? Because he finds out because she he calls the house pleasure's house and she answers the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like. Hiding 101, you know, it's different. Everybody hides differently. But maybe don't answer the phone you're hiding out in. That's like, imagine you're playing hide and seek, and the secret just calls you, and you answer, and you're like, what's up? Like, <laughs> well, like, or it's like you're just trying to look for someone, like, Marco, Polo. What? <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, is anybody in here? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> so figures five, ambushes Fraser, figures it out, and he shoots Fraser multiple times and Fraser by his dying breath. We glazed over this one bit that there's a mystery of what Trista's real name is because John Bernthal asked in the interview and she's like, I'll never tell. <laughs> and we never learn what her real name secret. is. Well, because she, then she whispers it because yeah. he, he, in his dying breath, he's like, tell me your real name. <laughs> and she leans in and, and she goes, leads in. She's like, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine she's like, <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> and then he just, <sighs> and then he dies. Which I did not expect them to actually kill him. Yeah, he's he's dead. He's dead as he dead. dies. Yeah, he dies. Fraser dies. Which when he points the gun, I was like, oh, you know, the generic. I'm I'm gonna do it if you don't do what you're told. And he didn't. Fingers, respect to him, does not really fuck around. <laughs> he just shoots him. Fingers is straight in the find out phase of his life. <laughs> and he just he's like, fuck this guy. Look what you're making me do, and just yeah. caps him. For me, I was gonna say it makes sense to see Fraser die in this movie because it is the first movie we ever see like a sex scene with Fraser. So yeah. of course he wouldn't really get punished after that. <laughs> <laughs> Deadass, I really do think it's the first like full sex scene we've gotten with Fraser. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of like scenes leading up to his sex scene yeah, and then it cuts away. We've never gotten like a full blown yeah, it's, love scene. He's kind of fighting against his, you know, family friendly appeal right now between movies like this, The Last Time, um, Journey to the End of the Night, whatnot. 
He's like trying to break out of that mold he's gotten himself into. I have to show this movie my ass. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make a lot of money with my ass. Yeah. Disaster artist. Yeah. Um, but no, he... Um, he dead. He dead. <laughs> he dead. And then we get Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Chris P. Bacon. Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> what if his name was Chris P. Bacon? Honestly, his parents would have missed out. <laughs> it's the, you guys know it's the little news story with the pig with no legs. It's called Chris P. Bacon. Have <laughs> you not seen this? No. Oh, my God. Hold on. Pause the podcast. Time out. <laughs> Time out. Time out. I'm looking this it is, up. Chris this is no, 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 Jeff. I got it. I got it. Chris. Oh, fuck. Chris P. Bacon. I it found was... it. They wrote a book about him. Hold on. That is inspiring others. One pop. <laughs> One pop. <laughs> Hold on. Now to the story of a pig that is inspiring others. One pot belly pig has certainly endured his share of problems. Chris P. Bacon was born without the use of his pot. He wrote, they wrote a book about him. <laughs> they gave him off-roading tires. This feels like an SNL skit, and the beauty of it is it's an actual newscast <laughs> about Chris. And I love that it's still going, and he's just wheezing. We should not. Oh, we should not. <laughs> I love that. I what love a that day video. to be in the studio. <laughs> Chris P. Wait, Bacon. wait, wait, wait. What? I found some grown up pictures of Chris P. Bacon. He's dead now. In his Halloween costume. Oh, my God. As a Waldo. Jeff, I was 80% sure you were going to just show actual bacon and be like, this is his adult phone. <laughs> like, my whole fiber, my whole being was like, this is the photo I'm about to see. It's like Jeff was actually going to be like, guys, wait a second. Let's. I have a photo of what he looks like now a days. And he just... That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you're like there well, he is. There <laughs> so, folks, folks, we're not wrong. Crispy Bacon did die in 2021 wow. after a barn fire. <laughs> <laughs> a barn fire? <laughs> he got cooked. Well, they were able to get him out of the barn, but the smoke inhalation was too much. My question so was, dry. my question was, was it Applewood? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so they, so they bring him out, and they're just like smoked. <laughs> Stewart's done. He's out. <laughs> oh my so, god! So I guess what do you do with him? You're just like, well, it's halfway done. Might as You gotta honor his name, right? Oh my god! So this one's for all the Chris P. Bacon fans out there. Uh. <laughs> We'll have a. Should we do a moment of silence? Oh my god, what the fuck? What the fuck? 
Oh, I don't think God. Stuart is well. No, this this the smoked applewood really got him. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> what is a skeleton's favorite snack? <laughs> Tell me, what is a skeleton's favorite snack? Oh, we unlocked this part of Stuart. <laughs> ribs, <laughs> spare ribs. <laughs> Why must you fail me so? Right, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's in this movie. He's a doctor. Yes. And that's about it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, he's he's very lustful. <laughs> he's literally just a down bad dude. He's for, so down bad for a woman that's taken, and she doesn't want a side hoe right now. Yeah, he's like, um, um. Oh, I want to point out one weird thing. All mm-hmm. of these plot lines start and end with narration, except for sorrow. Yeah, there's no Sarah Michelle Geller narration. Did I just want to say that. Did, so um, the the Kevin Bacon's little everyone gets a flashback story though I think except yes. for for well Forrest Whitaker does too yeah so everyone gets a flashback point in their story Kevin Bacon's flashback story is that people were really He's been struggling down bad for about what 40 to do years. with their lives for a while not me I always knew I wanted to be a doctor <laughs> and so then he it says but I met this girl um, but. I waited too long to ask her to marry me, and so that's when she married he G- got, Jim. He got finessed. He did get finessed. No, because he asked his best friend, who is the one that she is now married to, what do you, what should I do? And his friend's like, those kind of girls, you wait. You wait for. And, and then, then his get, friend's like, mm, here I come. Crispy bacon move right crispy there. Crispy bacon. <laughs> uh, uh, so... Uh, so this lady, instead of going for Kevin Bacon, goes for Crispy Bacon, and uh, <laughs> and so what? What is his name? The the dude that actually gets to marry Gina. Gina is the name of the woman, but I don't know the name of um, Henry. Well, it's played by Clark. It's Gray. Agent Coulson. Yeah, it's Agent Coulson. <laughs> Agent Coulson. Yeah, Agent Coulson is the one who marries Gina. Um, and then Gina is a scientist yes. doctor looking she's searching a for snake a cure. Scientist. Well, I don't know. Is she a snake scientist or is she? No, she's a scientist searching for a cure for some bullshit. For some she's, bullshit. Yeah, she's using snake venom. Poison. Whereas yeah. Agent Coulson is a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Um, he's doing it for the money. No, he money, says money, he's money, doing money, it money, money. because he's like, imagine a girl with a bad nose. She kills herself, throws herself off a building. If I change her nose, save your life. Which is. I'm like, all right, all right, buddy. Yeah. You know. All right, buddy. This plastic surgeon's think about that in his bathroom. He's like, I'm him. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that guy. But I'm going home to a really big fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> An empty one. One <laughs> <laughs> that gets catch on fire and it's smoked ribs. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was very, very sweaty. I didn't know. <laughs> very sweaty. I didn't know about the barn fire that smoked crispy bacon. That's why I live with him All for right. like the next six months. You know, it's bad when Jeff is like, "Let's bring it down. <laughs> Let's bring it back." <laughs> what? Take a breath. How did he get himself? 
riled up like this again. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I know. He's, he's finishing. Usually the I have to say something to get him this riled up. He's finishing the sentences for you. I think that's the thing. We've ascended to a new level of Stuart where yeah. his brain does your punchline. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm back. All right. You so. okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just, my mind immediately went to the idea of the little pig crispy bacon with no legs crawling out of the flames. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I just imagine that he's like locked up in the barn with no wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh fuck. His last words. Help! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I saw uh, I saw a tweet a few days ago and or a few weeks ago and people were like, What do you think baby Yoda's first words are gonna be? And then some some guy followed just but what do you think baby Yoda Yoda's last words are gonna be? <laughs> And the top comment was, oh, fuck, it hurts. It hurts so fucking bad. This fucking sucks. This is baby. You're like, ah, fuck. I'm bleeding out. I'm bleeding out, Scoop. I think, uh, I think Baby Yoda's last words are going to be butterfly. And then he's... <laughs> um, okay. Scoop, so, I thought when they yeah. said fixings, I thought they meant fixings on a sandwich. Rocky. <laughs> what does that have anything to do with this? I don't know how you devolved into Raggy. Where are my restaurants? Um, damn that that McDonald's sandwich really fucked my boy oh, up. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, it's rare we get this level of Stewart. You go, you love to see it. Um, oh, Gina fuck. gets it, Gina gets her ass bit by a snake. Yes, <laughs> she's all, she's but out. you know what happens beforehand is yeah, they're, they're uh, testing a snake out, and her doctor assistant's like, "You think we should break out the gear?" <laughs> no, he's like, "It's not, it's not a rattler." You think we should break out the gear? And she's like, "Nah, it's fine." Yeah. <laughs> Immediately gets mid sentence. The, the snake's like, "Nah, you should be bringing that shit out right <laughs> you now." You should break the gear out. <laughs> Evidently, it's a type of poison snake where there's no anti venom for, or they don't have the right anti venom. Yeah. But someone said she needs a blood transfusion. But here's the problem. She's an extremely rare blood type. Yeah. <gasps> Kevin Bacon goes insane with this information. Yeah. He starts scouring through and starts sucking the yeah. blood off of patients and be like, it's not the rare blood type. <laughs> <laughs> he does go a little crazy. He literally fucking... Because he's down mad for this girl. And he's like, oh, she's going to die. He atrociously down bad. Yeah. This man broke into the blood bank. Kind of <laughs> he broke into he the blood bank. His doc, the assistant's like, we checked the blood bank. There's no blood at this You're time. Right. Like, I need to check it myself. And he gets a fire hydrant. He busts open the door. And he's like <laughs> ripping blood off the wall. Takes a piece of glass to cut the bags open. Dumps it on his mouth. Yeah. And it's like, ah! it tastes like a negative. Not the right one. <laughs> and then I love that the security team picks him up. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. And they're like, oh, okay. No, don't let him go. <laughs> yeah. good, I was I'm half good. expecting that for them to let him go, and he's like, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right kid, do it. And so and then he's he's really watching, sad at home. He's really he's sad at home. He's watching, watching TV. E News for some reason. For some you don't reason. watch E News when you're sad. <laughs> Just when watch. your loved one's about to die, and he sees. Firstly, I'm watching the crispy. He's he sees Trista's interview <laughs> with John Bernthal, where she's like. He's like, what's what's interesting about you? What makes you special? And she's like, well, well I have a special I've blood type, t- rare blood type. Light it's like KB KPAB negative. KP. What the fuck does that mean? Um, <clears throat> it's, it's a Kell antigen system in the human blood group. Um, is it real? Yeah, it's real. Oh. It's, it's rare. Um, but it's real. So she has the same blood type. And then that's when, like, 
you get Kevin Bacon's feral Kevin Bacon. eyes dilate. He he starts getting bloodshot in the face. Mm. Claws grow from his fingernails. And then the camera tilts up to see the outside of the window of a night sky. Cloud part ways. A full moon <laughs> arrives. <laughs> and he turns into a butterfly. <laughs> a vampire butterfly. Farce Whitaker's hand shoots out of the grave. <laughs> he starts oh. sprinting on all fours. And he just knows where Trista is because he could smell her. Yeah. Damn near. Like, uh, I think he just appears at her interview, right? He, uh, no, he just he appears outside of her concert, right? Oh, right. No, yeah, outside yeah. of her hotel, um, where he's like, "I need to talk to Trista." And he's like trying to get past these security, <laughs> and then he looks behind her and he sees her trying to escape because she's oh, stealthily being right, let right, out. Right, right. And he's like, "Trista, your blood!" And he runs over and tries to attack her. Well, like he like, never says. This is a medical emergency. I need her blood. He's just like, Trista, I need you. Trista. Yeah, She's going to die if I don't get to her. And right? the security guards obviously take him down, and he knocks Trista unconscious by throwing her on the ground. Dies. Movie's over. We cut to. We now cut to Trista's story for a little bit. We're back with We're Back with, back with Trista. And she's just like in the, um, in, her, in the hospital. And Andy Garcia Fingers is sitting there, and he's like, how long did you know? How long have you been pregnant? He's like, he's like, three weeks. I'm like, yeah, well, she wouldn't know at three weeks, would she? Like, why would you get tested for pregnancy? Fingers would know. Uh, three weeks. Fingers knows everything <laughs> with his fingers. He's like, my fingers he's tell like, me he's like, three weeks. She's like, well, how'd you test? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, how'd you find out? We're getting canceled. These We're fingers, getting canceled. His fingers can do more. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. He's like, got special villain. My bits were funny. That bit was bad. <laughs> reverse. Reverse. <laughs> reverse. 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 Cha-cha. Real Cha-cha now, y'all. And he's like, well, you can't keep it. We're going to have to abort it. Which is because at first he's like, this is the last remembrance of my friend who you made me kill. I must remind you. Yeah, you're getting rid of the baby. And so she's like, well, if I can't have the baby... No one can have me. And she walks up to the roof. And she's about to jump, jump off. off. This would be Sorrow's second suicide yeah. attempt. And as we remember, <clears throat> Clark Gregg was saying that he would save people from jumping off a building with his cosmetic surgeries. But then we're introduced to the real one, a real doctor, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> he pulls up and he looks up and he sees her at the ledge. He's like, ah! <laughs> and my man fucking sprints up and that's the stairs. When, no, 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 no. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Stop, 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 stop everything. That's when we get... Oh my goodness. That's when we get. Is that the air we're breathing? Oh my god. The stare right now is very intense. Uh-uh. Kevin Bacon. Things <laughs> cling onto his fingers. He looks up the wall. And that's when he puts a hand on it. And he puts the other hand on it. And he starts climbing up the walls. Kevin Bacon is Spider-Man. Oh We're really just finding so much entertainment in this otherwise nothing of a movie. <laughs> but that's the point. Yeah. 
So he climbs up the walls. He uses his he, spider he web runs powers. runs up the staircase really fast. Which, yeah. <laughs> which, wow. That, it's like 18 to 20 flights. Like, it's a tall he building. Is bre- he, the air he's breathing is pretty heavy. He's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. We're cut between this, like, swelling music as Sarah Michelle Gellar walks towards the ledge in this, like, flowing robe. Yeah. And then we cut to, like, shaky cam. Kevin, ooh, God damn it. <laughs> I would have loved, like, halfway up. He's just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's going. I think the elevator would have been a little faster, but a that's little, just me. maybe just a little, and then you'd have more breath to be like, "I need your, I need your blood." <laughs> but he manages to grab her right as she jumps, and he—he he really is Spider-Man because he—he he, you know basically grabs onto the ledge with one hand. Well, one... no, he grabs her cloak, and then he grabs a antenna. Yeah. Oh. And the antenna breaks, and he's dangling from the antenna off the side of the building and dangling onto her robes as she's like, ah, below him. He's like, you're going to have to grab my hand. Which that and that's antenna. what Will Defoe, Green Goblin, says, you save the woman you love or suffer the children. <laughs> you're really setting yourself off today. It's all a mem. And, it's, it's, and that's my favorite part is you're just... <laughs> you started it like just generally being you and then you chilled out and now oh he God. is just setting himself off. <laughs> New Yorkers start throwing shit at him. You mess with one of us. You mess with all of us. Kevin Bacon's, I'm trying to help her. I'm trying to help her. <laughs> and the the antenna is the real hero of that yeah. story. He's like, grab my hand. And she grabs his hand. Yeah. And her robe like flutters down. It's very dramatic. Which I don't get how that antenna stayed yeah, I don't quite connected. know how it works. Like, that's the true hero. Like, if we should be applauding anybody, it's that antenna. It's an antenna. For at the a end of its line, worker. it's like, I'm, Kevin, just hold on. The antenna are the essential worker heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the... Uh, he, he gets her up, and then, and then he uses her blood for the transfusion. Yeah, Gina wakes up, and Gina's fine. Yeah. How much blood do they have to take, though? Probably a lot. Yeah, a decent amount. And he gives uh, Trista his car as a thanks for the blood transfusion so she can escape. Yeah. And so she starts driving away. Driving away. Fingers you know. walks into her hospital room and the, the hospital room's empty. Yeah. Toes is He's really like, no! He opens the chest and looks, immediately looks up and says, Oh my Damn God. You, Jack Sparrow! I like it. There's literally no connection. <laughs> it's not even like tentative. Like There's I no said, chest involved. He, his brain is just setting himself off. It's like he has these movies selected. Uh, Kevin Bacon yells no, and he's like Spider Man. <laughs> no. Um, you guys have to admit the Kevin Bacon like getting up to the building and catching up is a very Spider Man. Yeah, like, I'm Spider-Man warranted up. by that comparison. Yeah. Um, Davy Jones, Dead Man's Chest, it's a little bit of a stretch, yeah. I'll be honest. And so <laughs> she's driving away in loves in Kevin Bacon's car in Love's car, and Forrest Whitaker just appears in front of her and she runs into him. Yeah. And it turns out she was the car that hit him in the first story. Oh, do, 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 shit. And now we're intercut between her sitting there and crying because she almost killed someone the same way her dad was killed and the way she almost killed herself. And that's when... We cut to Forrest Whitaker smiling and laughing at the top of Jeff. the building. I got one more for you, baby. Oh, my God. Him Titanic. A car engine revs. It pulls up. Oh, it's sorry. Vin Diesel. I was a friend of Juan's. <laughs> and they started a street race. Juan? <laughs> Han. Han. Sorry. Because his name is Han Solo. That's so stupid. Like the city in Korea. Han Solo. Okay. 
That's, hmm. that's his name in the Fast and Furious movies, Han Solo. Well, hmm. it turns into a Fast and Furious movie. Well, I, I just imagine he pulls up. He pulls up next to her. He looks at her. He nods. She nods. And they pull off in the separate direction. It's been a long day. And it's Brendan Fraser just singing in the clouds. <laughs> It'll tell you all about it when I you get see a you, you get a again. bigger than usual butterfly flying in the clouds and it's yes. got Forrest Whitaker's head on the butterfly body. All right, we gotta fucking finish this movie. I'm sorry, guys. This is all you. I know it is. <laughs> it's all my fault. So then, yeah, I gave up with the crawl a little bit. Have you ever seen this video? Ah. Uh. <laughs> the tire just spins <laughs> off from the car. <laughs> oh I my think about god! Uh, so then, yes, she's in the intersection crying because she almost killed Forrest Whitaker the same way her dad died, and that's when we cut to Forrest Whitaker smiling on the rooftop, mm-hmm. and then he gets shot, and the bag goes flying. He throws the bag, and it lands on top of her car. Cut and to She's black. got all the money. Cut to black. That's the end of the movie. Weird movie. Very weird movie. Yeah. Uh, so this movie comes out. It does. Um, it screens does a- get released. It screens in April of 2007 at film festivals, starting with Tribeca. It gets a wide release in the U.S. in January of 2008, um, like several months later. Um, it mostly just kind of, you know, it's the first fall for Forrest Whitaker. It's a new indie director. It kind of, it has a decent cast. So it, it makes, it does the festival runs. Um, you know, Jiho Lee does a lot of press for this movie. He talks a lot about how, like, important this movie was, how difficult it was, how much work everyone put into this over 29 days, 50 locations. He says he didn't sleep at all. He got sick. They're running around but everyone really put their heart and soul into it. Um, and then this movie comes out, gets a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, makes $2.6 million. Damn. Damn. I thought it would be it's funny Hollywood. to... Um, Hollywood for you. Yeah, to, uh, con- to contrast the work that went into this with <laughs> how much of a shrug Do you guys it think it's got. a 10%er Rotten Tomatoes? I, I would say it's like 30, 40. It's yeah. rotten, but it's not like 10% rotten. The Air I Breathe is a jumbled indie production that accomplishes little save for the squandering of a talented cast. Which I agree with. The average review on Rotten Tomatoes is 3.8 out of 10. So it's like more of a, it's like a 38%, but 10% like just in terms of people who liked it. Yeah. Because Rotten Tomatoes is all percentage of how many people liked it. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I would give this Entertainment Weekly gives it a D minus and calls it an unintentional parody. I I would (laughs) give this a 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give it a like maybe three and a half. I like four. three, three and a half. I, I I'd, I'd say four. There were some bits I was laughing my ass off. I would say three to four fingers. Yeah, out of ten. <laughs> three to four fingers. I'd give it three to four fingers. Seven Arr. fingers were slashed off of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do like the Los Angeles Times, which has a special mention of Andy Garcia and Forrest Whitaker. But ultimately felt like the whole thing looks like a pirated knockoff with all the aesthetic innovation of a disposable razor commercial. <laughs> Showcasing meaningless allegory, violence, and pretension that gets more ludicrous by the minute and is good for an occasional laugh. Oh my god. That's stupendous. That's a brutal shit. They were not holding back on that one. No, they weren't. 
Uh, but yeah, this movie basically no one sees this movie. It makes like I I don't know what the budget for it was. It was very low budget, but it makes two point six million. Probably doesn't make back its budget with the cast alone. It's got yeah, be a little it's bit probably more a little bit more than that. Yeah, I bet you fifteen fifteen million. Yeah. Oh, in the United States, this movie only makes twenty six thousand dollars. <laughs> it's worldwide with a two point six. Oh my god! From. It says the wait. This can't be right. IMDb says the budget was ten mil. Yeah, sounds that, about that right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. We need to count for all the cast budget. Yeah, so this movie, big flop. Yeah. Um, rough. Um, this does, however, Sarah Michelle Gellar does is one of the big like uh, Brendan Fraser like hype ups in the years after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always talked about how much of a pleasure it was to work with him and how great of a guy he was. Mm-hmm. And recently, uh, gave this interview about she's like incredibly thrilled she is about the him winning for the whale. Yeah. So it does develop that like. Um, that, that um, vibe that, of Fraser that we've yeah. known about. That and he's it, a friendly, nice guy. The the main win of this movie is how many new names it adds to the uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Because <laughs> now you can connect any movie Brendan Fraser's in to Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. And any cast member from those movies. Rachel Weisz, The Mummy, Brendan Fraser, Last Day I Breathe, Kevin Bacon. Damn. You're set. There's so many new opportunities now arisen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the the post text of this movie. Uh, Fraser. Let me. I'm trying to see if I can find anything from Fraser talking about this movie. How did you feel about that? Yeah. Um, what was that it was called? in that movie? The air I breathe. Oh, it's done. I yeah, think I did it. We wrapped. <laughs> we wrapped. This is like a recent interview, and he's like, "We wrapped." I think there is yeah. a um. A video interview online um, that I don't feel like that we should right watch now. it on our own time. We should watch it on our own time. Yeah, Justin, thank you very much for joining yes. us. Thanks for having Justin, me. Justin, any final thoughts on this movie? You know, for being a pulled out of the bin randomly, it was better than I expected, but not as good as you wanted it. To yeah, be. yeah. There's only two versions of out of the bin. Mm-hmm. It's like the worst movie you've ever seen or an un- unexpected masterpiece. And this one feels like it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's, it's not the worst thing I've seen. Yeah. But it's not. It's on the lower end. But it's not, you know, monkey bone or anything like that. Right. What do you think of monkey bone? I mean, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Or I think I made Savannah watch it because I'm making her watch all the Brendan Fraser movies now with me. Fuck yeah. Um, Let's go. Watching along with the show. I've actually been trying to like all this week we're working in uh, Lake Forest. So I have like an hour drive mm. when I come home at night. So I've been listening to Fraser's Edge the entire time on the way home yes. to yes. prepare for this because I wanted to be and I would text Savannah like you're for the mummy returns. The TSA of the underworld had me <laughs> rolling. <laughs> <laughs> the TSA of the underworld. That's that's when uh, Emotep walks into to fight the Scorpion King and like the oh! spirits take his powers. And you're like, the TSA of the underworld's like. <laughs> I literally texted her little, and I was texting her during your guys's rap party. Yeah, because I think she showed you something about yeah. it. TSA of the underworld. I'm I'm glad to be here. Well, we're yeah. happy to have you. We're happy we to will have ha- we will have you back. You gotta be you gotta be in the Tilly's Club. I need to get past. I want the Campbell Soup Club. <laughs> Campbell <laughs> Soup. Whoa! Hell yeah! I'm texting Mark right now. <laughs> the challenge is on. You just tell me what movies you need filled, and I'll figure it out from there. 
Well, I think we got an opening for Extraordinary Measures. When is that? Whatever Jeff says. No, that's just me talking about Harrison Ford. Um, but no, we do have an opening. Jeff is hell bent on Extraordinary after the Measures. Show, I'll show you. Okay. Just you being the two of us. <laughs> he <laughs> wants me to endure pain. Stuart, any final thoughts? Pain. Do you know pain. the meaning? Uh, I, I found it to be very crispy. Crispy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, a lot more inter- A movie that is more interesting to discuss than it was to watch. I agree. Um, yeah. It, it does not work, though. No. It, it just doesn't work. Tis not a good movie. Um, tis not. Uh, but that's, I think, all I have to say. Okay. Um, well, thank you all for listening, yeah. folks. Folks, thank you all for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for our episode on Journey to the Center of the Earth. About time we get here, finally. <laughs> We're going to the center of the earth. Um, yee-haw! Yee-haw! Um, special thanks as... Or, fuck. Please remember, as always, to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Podcast, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. And, and a bunch of other places, apparently. Really? Yeah, we're on Amazon Music, I are think. Are we? Yeah. RSS automatically distributes you to like other different places. I recently found this out. Go to Amazon Podcast or Amazon Music or whatever it is, and I'm pretty sure you can find the Fraser's Edge. Um, this is quite a uh, development. Yeah, we're on like seven other uh, podcast services, Jeff. I did not realize this. When did you find this out? Uh, yesterday. Oh. When I was uploading it all. Uh, yeah, we're on listennotes.com. Uh, we're on Podchaser. We're on Podtail. We're on mm. Boomplay. Uh, we're on Pinterest. We are on Amazon Music. Pinterest. We're on Pinterest. We're on... Uh, but. Should I just start saying, like, wherever podcast, wherever you can find, wherever you listen to, we're available wherever you listen to podcasts? Uh, yes. You guys on Apple. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on whatever platform you're listening to podcasts on. Um, pop to our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Find us on Twitter or Instagram at TravoltingPod. Uh, email us, TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Find me on Instagram at Stuart number 85. Um... Uh, <laughs> um, special thanks as always to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design Michael Van Bodegum Smith for the theme music and uh, Ange Gardner for the social media final um, make sure to listen next week for episode on Journey to the Sun of the Earth have a great week bye bye, bye.